Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. We're so glad you decided to listen to our program today. Our intent is to inform you and to encourage you. This is Are You Listening? with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. In a busy world with lots of distractions, we need to pay closer attention to God. Are you listening to God's Word today? Here's Jeff. Thank you very much, Jay, and hello, friends. Have you ever had the moments in life when you were lacking something? You know, you're putting something together and you cannot find that one thing that you need, or you're putting a puzzle together and you can't find that one piece that's needed. Or maybe you're baking something and you cannot find that one ingredient that you need. Let us listen of one young man who was lacking something in his life. From Luke, the 18th chapter, beginning with verse 18, the Bible reads, Now a certain ruler asked him, that is Christ, saying, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is, God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother. And he said, All these things I have kept from my youth. So when Jesus heard these things, he said to him, You still lack one thing. Sell all that you have and distribute to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. But when he heard this, he became very sorrowful, for he was very rich. And when Jesus saw that he became very sorrowful, he said, How hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. May the Lord bless us with the reading, the hearing, and the application of His Word. And before we consider this text, let's hear this word from our J. Webb. The International Gospel Hour has been heard over the airwaves since 1934. During all this time, we've been blessed to be on the air through gracious giving of congregations of Churches of Christ, faithful Christians, and devoted friends. That's why you will never hear us asking for money or for any type of donation from you, our listeners. Our offers of material and study aids are absolutely free. We plead for all to carry forth the words of Jesus to search the Scriptures, John 5.39, and we do so with the aim of the words of Peter in 2 Peter 3.18 to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Thank you so, so much for listening. Let's continue our broadcast. And now, here's Jeff. The Rich Young Ruler We read this same account in Matthew chapter 19, verses 16 through 22, and Mark chapter 10, verses 17 through 22. He is called a ruler in Luke's account, not in Matthew or Mark's. However, when one puts the three accounts together, you get an overall picture of the rich young ruler. When we put Matthew, Mark, and Luke together, here's what we come across. As this young man came to Jesus, his approach was respectable. Luke's account says that he ran to Jesus and kneeled before Jesus, according to Mark 10 and verse 17. He had kept the commandments from his youth, according to Luke 18 verse 21. 
So his approach was respectable. Running to Jesus, kneeling before him, he showed the proper respect. And while he was speaking to Jesus, we learn that Jesus beheld him and loved him, according to Mark 10 and verse 21. But we notice something about this rich young ruler's conversation with Jesus. It was regrettable. From the standpoint that Mark's account says that his countenance fell, Matthew's account says he went away sorrowful, and Luke's account that we finished reading said that he became very or exceeding sorrowful. When you put all three accounts together, this young man increased in his disappointment. You see, dear friends, he was ready to buy it, but he didn't want to pay the price for it. It was the young man's trust in riches that blocked his dedication to God. He lacked one thing. Jesus said, you still lack one thing. Or Matthew's account in the old King James Version, one thing thou lackest. Here's what he lacked, dear friends. He lacked perfection or completeness. He lacked the whole obedience. You see, he was well on the way. He had kept the commandments from his youth. Therefore, we see him as a faithful Jew. But when Jesus told him what he needed to do, because he was very rich, when Jesus told him what he needed to do, that wasn't the answer he wanted. So many times, dear friends, we're looking for answers. And I have found this in many ways, that sometimes individuals desire to speak with me, and we would talk about something, and you would bring forth the answer or the solution that needed to be done. And the next time we would meet, they avoided that reasoning totally and tried to do it on their own. Well, dear friends, regrettably, I had to stop the discussions. Because when we discuss in light of Scripture what one must do, and then we part, and then one fails to do it, we're going to go right back to where we started from. But if we were to apply what we are to do, then we're closer to that thing being taken care of, are we not? You know, there were others in the Scriptures that lacked one thing. When they did that one thing, then they did what they needed to do. How about those on Pentecost? They lacked obedience to the gospel. But when Peter told them what they needed to do, to repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, Peter preached other words, and in verse 41, they that gladly received his word were baptized. You see, they were lacking one thing, but they did it. In Acts 22 and verse 16, Saul is telling of his conversion and where Ananias told him in Acts 22:16, And Saul, why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Saul of Tarsus had lacked baptism. When he did that very thing, he called on the name of the Lord and he was saved. The Galatians lacked steadfastness. Here are Christians that Paul wrote and said in Galatians 1 and verse 6, I marvel or I am amazed you have so soon removed yourselves from the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Paul said, I'm amazed. I, I cannot believe you would do this so early in your life. You're lacking steadfastness. You need to change. 
When we look in the book of Revelation at the church at Ephesus in Revelation chapter 2 beginning with verse 1, we find there in verse 4 that they lacked an enduring love. They had left their first love. They were just going through the motions. Jesus said you need to repent and restore that love. You see, there were others in the scriptures that lacked one thing, but once they put that one thing in place, everything else continued well. So may we ask the question this day, are we like the rich young ruler? Dear friends, do you lack one thing? Spiritually speaking, what are you lacking? Might I suggest some things that could be lacking in our lives? Number one, may I ask, are you lacking faith? Are you lacking faith, or is your faith lacking in prompting you to change? Dear friends, I know a lot of people that say, I believe in God, but they don't live lives that reflect it, not according to the Bible. Jesus spoke of faith as a grain of mustard seed in Luke 17 and verse 6. Considering the teaching of Christ in Matthew 13, 31 and 32 of the kingdom of heaven, like that grain of mustard seed, in other words, it begins small but becomes great. Initial faith is beautiful in that it can grow and be stronger. In John 3 and verse 16, the Bible says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You see, although God loved the world and gave Jesus Christ, it takes that belief, it takes that faith, but also we understand in John 20 and verse 27, even to these apostles when Jesus said, Be not faithless, but believing. In other words, are we lacking in a faith that prompts us to respond unto God? Again, dear friends, a lot of people believe in God, but that doesn't necessarily respond in obedience to God. So if one is not lacking faith, well, let us ask, are you lacking repentance? Uh, Let's build on this a little bit from faith. You know, we mentioned in James 2 and verse 19, the Bible says, Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. And we've been noting that just belief only is not enough. If belief only was enough, then the devils would have been saved. Listen, James 2, 19 Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. He says, look, you're doing fine, but the devils also believe and tremble. At least their belief is responding to if they don't obey, they tremble because they are lost. In John 12, verses 42 and 43, the Bible says, Nevertheless, among the chief rulers, I shall say, Nevertheless, among the chief rulers, also many believed on him, But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. Where where did their faith leave them? Read the rest of the verse. For they love the praise of men more than the praise of God. They had a faith, but it was a faith that was overruled by the praise of men. Are you lacking repentance? You know, We've got the belief, so what are we lacking? Well, are we lacking repentance? The parable of the two sons in Matthew 21, beginning with verse 28, brings forth the importance of repentance and is a fantastic definition. The question Jesus brings forth in John, and rather in Matthew 21, verse 28, But what think ye? A certain man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. But afterward he repented and went. 
And he came to the second and said, Likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir, and went not. Jesus then asked, Whether of them twain, which one of the two, did the will of the Father? They say unto him, The first. Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. Why, Lord? Well, verse 32 of Matthew 21. For John came unto you in the way of righteousness, and you believed him not. But the publicans and the harlots believed him, and you, when you had seen it, repented not afterward, that you might believe him. Oh, this is a wonderful definition of repentance. Here it is. The sons that he commanded or asked to go work in his vineyard, the first one said, I will not, but afterward he repented and went. He regretted what he said, and he made changes to make it right. And Jesus even told them, listening, John came to you in the way of righteousness. You didn't believe him. The publicans and the harlots believed him. And when, you had, when you'd seen it, you did not repent afterward that you might believe him. You didn't change your ways. Dear friends, if faith only was enough to save us, then what is going on here? I mean, if faith only saves, the chief rulers would have been right. The devils would be right. And I submit to you that that son that said, I will not, but repent and went, he would have been all right if it was just faith only. I mean, he would have believed in his dad and what his dad said. But dear friends, are you lacking repentance? Are you lacking a change in your life? Well, let's move on with that repentant heart and let's ask another question. Are you lacking baptism? Dear friends, some lack baptism because they fail to see its necessity. It may surprise you, but with this broadcast and in discussing matters of the Bible, this is a point that a lot of religious people would disagree therein. Dear friends, all we can do here at the International Gospel Hour is go to the Scriptures and allow the Scriptures to speak. When they asked on the day of Pentecost what they should do, Peter said in Acts 2.38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, for the remission of your sins. In Acts 22 and verse 16, Ananias told Saul, Why did he tarry? Why was he waiting? Arise and be baptized, and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. In Mark 16 and verse 16, Jesus said, in response to the gospel being preached, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. In 1 Peter 3 and verse 21, Peter is speaking of the ark of Noah and says in the like figure, whereunto baptism doth now also save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In Galatians 3 and verse 27, the Bible says, For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Dear friends, we put all these together. Here's what we come with. Baptism is necessary for remission of sins, Acts 2.38. It is necessary to wash sins away, Acts 22.16. It is necessary to be saved based upon faith, Mark 16.16 and 1 Peter 3.21. And you can't put on Christ unless you're baptized, Galatians 3 and verse 27 and we would also add Romans 6, 4 through 6. When the blessed soul is baptized, they move onward. Everyone does that obey the gospel, that obeys the gospel of Christ. 
Dear friends, let me ask, are you thinking on these things and, and you're thinking, well, you know, I've always been told baptism wasn't necessary, but these scriptures are saying otherwise. Dear friends, let me pause here and ask, would you like to study the scriptures in light of these things we have been discussing? Would you love to grow in your Bible knowledge? Let's pause for a moment. We'll come back to our study. But let's pause for a moment and hear our J-Web. Kind listeners, the International Gospel Hour offers absolutely free a Bible study course by mail so you may study in the privacy of your own home. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, I want the home study. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988. And please leave your name, address, and just say, I want the home study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type, Please send the home study. We'll send it as soon as possible. Thanks always for your interest in the things of God. And now, back to Jeff. Thank you, Jay. And friends, we hope to hear from you very soon. Hey, go ahead and call us now. We'd love to send you that study. We're talking about one thing you lack. The words of Jesus said to that rich young ruler in Luke, the 18th chapter, and verse 22. We've asked earlier in our broadcast, are you lacking faith? If not, are you lacking repentance? If not, are you lacking baptism? Well, dear friends, let's ask another question. Are you lacking faithfulness? You know, Jesus is pleased with faithful servants. We learn this from Matthew 25, specifically verses 21 through 23, as we see on the Day of Judgment. The parable of the talents teaches a wonderful lesson that we may understand that the Lord has entrusted in us things that belong to Him. He is the one who is left on a journey to a far country, and yet we are the ones that are here to carry forth His will as His stewards. We have been left those talents, and as we learn from that blessed hymn, when to the Lord we restore our talents, will He answer thee, well done. Jesus is pleased with faithful servants. Again, from Matthew 25 and verse 21, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. As servants of God, we are to be individuals parallel to a steward, for after all, we are stewards of God. A steward must be found faithful, according to 1 Corinthians 4 and verse 2. When we speak and learn of being stewards of the mysteries of God from Ephesians chapter 3, it means that God has entrusted in us what He has revealed, that God has given us His Word and His commands to carry forth what we are to do. And a steward must be found faithful. And dear friends, the Christian cannot be lacking in faithfulness. In Revelation 2 and verse 10, the latter part of that verse, in exhorting the church at Smyrna, Jesus said, Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. It's been described that the phrase, faithful unto death, is a meaning of faithful into and through death. 
that when you pass away, your faith is so strong that you are able to pass from this life to the next to be safe in the arms of the Lord and the Spirit returning unto God who gave it, Ecclesiastes 12, verses 7 and 8. Dear friends, we would ask at this question, Are you lacking faithfulness? Are you remaining faithful to the call and when you answered the gospel of Christ and obeyed it, according to 2 Thessalonians 2 in verse 14? Do you feel just as new as you were when you came forth from the waters of baptism? We once again go back to Romans 6, verses 4 through 6, that reminds us that as we are buried into the death of Christ, that we are raised to walk in a newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of His death, we shall be also in the likeness of His resurrection. We are raised to walk in a newness of life. And if any man be in Christ, how did we get into Christ? Once again, Romans 6, 4-6, through 6, and Galatians 3:27, we're baptized into Christ. If any man be in Christ, according to 2 Corinthians 5:17, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. He remains new. And although the outward man may perish, that inward man is renewed day by day, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 14 and following. See, dear friends, how beautiful all this is. Are you still faithful to the Lord upon your obedience to the gospel of Christ? Or are you lacking faithfulness? That you do not feel that you were or you are as saved as you once were. Dear friends, we can fall from grace, according to Galatians 5, 4. The Hebrew writer pled in Hebrews 3 and verse 12, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Dear friends, you have to be somewhere first before you depart. Are you lacking faithfulness, friend? Let me submit to you a fifth one. Are you lacking restoration? You know, the prodigal son was lacking restoration, was he not? When we read of that beautiful parable in Luke 15, verses 11 through 24, it's beautiful in how it ends. But you know, he left home. He left the father. He had forgotten the fellowship of family. He had left the father and he had taken all of his riches. And the world will snatch away our faith and our belief in God. Then we find ourselves right in the middle of the world slopping the spiritual hogs, and not getting anywhere. But when he came to himself, he came home, and the Father restored him, put a robe on him, ring on his finger, shoes on his feet. He restored the Son. But you know, when we look at the remainder, or, or, or the rest of that, in Luke fifteen twenty five through 32 you have a parable there of the elder brother. Uh, dear friends, this I would not bind on anyone, but I separate those two as two parables because that elder brother was lacking restoration. Jesus was instructing those at that time how they were to look on one another. And that elder brother stayed home, if you will. He, he stayed faithful to what the Lord wanted, but he had left his true love. He had forgotten the fellowship of family. He didn't call him his brother. He told the father, this thy son. That's equivalent to us 
praying to God and said, you know, your child, not my brother or my sister. And the elder brother had a great attitude problem. As a matter of fact, the story ends as it does because that's the way people were living. And Jesus wanted them to see the forgiveness of the Father and to look upon others with that grace. Are you lacking restoration? Have you left home, but you're still there, if you will? In Acts 8, verses 22 and following, there's an individual by the name of Simon. We learn in Acts 8, in verse 13, that Simon was baptized among, along with the others, rather, there in Samaria. But you know, Simon was lacking restoration. When he wanted to purchase the power of the Holy Spirit with money, Peter rebuked him and told him that his heart was not right and his request was all wrong. And Simon asked for prayers of forgiveness. And Simon changed his thinking because he realized the power of the Holy Spirit was not something he was to have. While the Spirit would dwell in him as he would the Christian, he did not possess that miraculous power that he was watching from the apostles. But dear friends, in this restoration, are you lacking that fresh assurance that you once had? You know it, others know it, and God knows it. So we want to ask the question here again, what are you lacking? Is there one thing that you lack? Are you lacking a faith that moves you toward obedience? Are you lacking repentance, a change of decision that responds in a change of direction? Are you lacking baptism into Christ based upon your faith and confession that Jesus is the Son of God? Are you lacking baptism that adds you to the church instead of a baptism that already had you saved? There is a difference. Are you lacking in faithfulness? Are you still pressing onward for the Lord and His glory? Or are you lacking restoration that you need to begin all over again? Dear friends, may we help you this day? Will you give us a call at uh, our toll-free number, as Jay has mentioned earlier in our broadcast, or go to our website and leave us a message at internationalgospelhour.com? We'd love to have you. We'll continue our studies together, and I'm thankful you've joined me today. I'm Jeff Archie. Thanks for joining me again, and until next time, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. God be with you.